0: In my experience, the queer exploration is a journey which has many, many stages. And in the beginning stages, I think that it's common for a queer person to engage with their exploration from within a certain way of being which is primarily concerned with fulfilling self-centric desires. And so as this person explores gender or sexuality or creativity or something else for the most part they are approaching the path from within a perspective that basically says what's in it for me like how do i alleviate my suffering how do i fix my problems how do i improve my circumstances and instead of engaging with their queer nature from like a place of devotion and surrender this person is using more of a grasping or a controlling energy in order to achieve their desired outcomes. Like, for example, when I first started my transition, my primary objective was to just feel better, that I wanted to be free of dysphoria, I wanted to look different, I wanted to live different. And so, quite naturally, I saw my gender exploration as a means of getting all the different things that I wanted and so as I was taking those first few steps along the path I could really feel myself like energetically I was holding on to the process really tightly and it was kind of like I was compulsively even obsessively trying to force or impose my will onto life and So, for a beginning stage explorer, I think that this approach is totally normal and even appropriate. But, like I said, this is a beginning stage orientation. And, if we aren't careful, this can actually create problems for us down the line, because while this way of being certainly helps to get the ball rolling, it isn't actually compatible with a later stage or a more evolved exploration. And so that means that anyone who is committed to walking the healing path and who is interested in using their queer nature as a vehicle for going to God, then at some point, they're going to have to make some attitudinal adjustments in order to gain access to these deeper waters of the queer exploration. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. First, we're going to cover the limitations of a self-centered exploration, and then we are going to gently open ourselves to a more surrendered and a more devotional way of being. Okay, so I'll give you another example. So when I first started this channel, started this project, I was very focused on all the things that being a successful creator could get me. So I was interested in money and influence and notoriety and i wanted to make friends and climb the ladder and even like change the world and so even though i wasn't like overtly saying these things out loud and and i wasn't scheming behind the scenes it was more like underneath the surface of my creative process on this like subtle energetic level this self-centered perspective which says hey, what's in it for me? Well, that was just really heavily influencing my art. And just like how with my gender exploration, in the beginning, I couldn't help but be primarily concerned with all the things that I wanted to get out of the experience. And I think that if I were to be like really brutally honest with myself about all the things that I want, you know, even including my motivations for starting this channel and including my desire for feminization. Well, in the moments when this wanting is coming primarily from a place of grasping and clinging, then I think that what I really want isn't so much those things that I say I want or that I think I want, but instead it's more like, I want to fill a void within myself. Which is kind of tough to admit, but that's what it means to be a self-centered human being, right? (laughs) We use the world and all of its associated details in order to shamelessly serve the individual agenda. And I think that if you've spent enough time observing the human condition, then you probably know firsthand that wanting and its associated not wanting and grasping and it's associated pushing away, well, this is the root of unnecessary suffering, right? We circumvent the universal agenda, we bypass our inherent okayness, and we blindly pursue a life of superficial gratification. And if you are someone who has become aware of that tendency within yourself, well, that sometimes that can feel like a really tough place to be in, Because on one hand, you're aware of your compulsive obsession, which is ultimately just creating suffering. And you really, like once you become aware of it, all of a sudden you can see it happening in real time. But then on the other hand, you're still hopelessly caught in the web of your own desires. And you'll find yourself like working tirelessly towards the things that you think you want. But then at the same time, you're also pushing away the things that you don't want because those two things go hand in hand and so then as a result of that you're spinning around and around on the wheel of samsara and i think that in my experience it's those beginning stages of the queer exploration which are most susceptible to being hijacked by this compromised way of being because that's when we're most vulnerable, right? That's when we're most hopelessly caught in between our desire for change and then simultaneously our rejection of what is. (laughs) But like I said, this is what it means to be human. And I'm right there with you. And it's interesting because for a while, this self-centered desire system is actually the juice that keeps the process going So we certainly can be respectful towards our own selfishness and how it helps us get on the right path. But then at the same time, like at some point, that me-centric motivation is going to run out. And so when that happens, and you experience a sort of plateau in your continuous cycle of ups and downs, and... Well, it's then that you're open to doing things differently. And like, if you can really lean into that opening, well, you will start to prepare yourself to go through a shift. And so that's, in those moments, that's when you're ready to go into a deeper, more surrendered, more devotional way of being. Okay, so I already told you what my exploration felt like in its beginning stages and now I'll tell you what I've been working on lately. So by this point, I've figured out that I have a tendency to create suffering for myself, (laughs) but just because I'm aware of that dynamic, it doesn't mean that all of my selfish desires are going to like magically disappear, right? And it's not like I don't actually want this channel to succeed and it's not like I don't actually want success I mean all of that is just feels very real for me and very authentic actually and so I don't think that it's going to be necessary for me to or even possible for me to totally deny those parts of myself but it's more like I'm working towards letting go of my attachments to those desires and then at the same time I'm also working on connecting with a more expansive, more universal motivation system. And so when I create from that space, what it feels like is creating simply for the sake of creating and exploring simply for the sake of exploring. It's not because I'm trying to get somewhere or it's not because I'm trying to impose my will onto life, but simply this is just because I'm a creator, I'm an explorer, and this is what I do. This is just what feels most natural to me. I get inspired, and then that inspiration guides me. I feel passionate, and that passion moves me. And it just so happens that for me, in this particular incarnation, this is how life is flowing through me. And this is just the direction that my life current is flowing. And so what I've noticed is that as this gender exploration becomes more aligned, it seems like it's turning into an outlet for aliveness. And as this sexual exploration becomes more devotional, it's turning into a manifestation of love. And so the more that I can sink into that realization, the more that I surrender my agenda into the larger one, well, the more that I'm able to become a steward of my life energy, and it's also like the more vibrant my world becomes, and my environment is becoming more friendly, and even my body is feeling more aligned. And when I witness this creative process unfolding like right before my eyes, and when I experience the brilliance of creativity and the magic of gender and the power of sexuality, and I just allow for the process to evolve naturally and organically? Well, in those moments, that's when life pulls me even deeper into itself. And that's when love wraps its arms even more fully around me. And that's when the truth of my being feels like it's illuminating the entire universe. And when I experience that level of expansiveness, what I realize is that at the end of the day, The most meaningful thing that I can offer this world is my love and my devotion. And when my queer exploration turns into an expression of that devotion, and when my art turns into an expression of that love, well, that's when I feel closest to God. That's when I feel the most aligned, the most free, and the most fulfilled. And in those moments, that's when I feel like my queer nature and my willingness to walk the path is the very thing that is bringing me to God or to the universal aliveness. And in my experience, that's what I feel like it means to be a queer explorer who is walking the path of God. God is waking up through you. God is loving through you. and. All you have to do is keep walking the path.